Hey, what's up, guys? This is Lizzie Jane, and you're tuning in to another episode of the XO Podcast. At Sunset Music Festival, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Mitchell, also known as the one and only Taboo, and we had a wild conversation. Taboo has had multiple releases on Wakan. He's also a stand-up comedian and also hosts his own podcast, Taboo Talks. He releases weekly, so make sure to check all of that shit out linked below. Don't forget you can listen to this ad free on my Patreon. Without further ado, this is Lizzie Jane, and you're tuning in to the XO Podcast. I feel like Mark Clapp might be... Your clap's way better than mine. I was mine. About to say I, that was actually a great. These are clap. strong hands. I'm not saying I'm not saying women don't have strong hands, but I'm just saying these are strong hands. Well, I can tell your producer from your clap. You know what I'm saying? Really, dude. You yeah. should see my asses whenever I make them clap, dude. Oh boy. Yeah. Mitchell That's already starting this episode off like that. What's good? That's great. What's good? Howdy. <laughs> Howdy. Howdy. Thank you for coming on today. I greatly appreciate it. Dude, you got to support podcast. I know. I this is. I really think of like EDM. And you only got a few of us motherfuckers doing this shit. So, four. like, and there's four, four podcasts. There really is. Yeah. Who are the other two? I'm blind. It's uh, Mr. Bill and Mr. Willie Joy. I fuck with Mr. Bill's and I fuck with Willie Joy. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember I used to listen to his shit for a fucking minute. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really cool. We all have our, like, our own ways of doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. No one's is the same. So, why did you start doing Talk to Taboo? Uh, so, you remember like the Taboo Talk videos? Yes. Yeah. Like, there's just those rants. Just the rants, yeah, well, yeah, Funny thing about those rants, dude, like, I never wrote anything for those rants. I was plastered for all of those. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that feeds into your stand-up. Now I get why you need stand-up. I would just get plastered, have a topic, and just go, and then just cut it up the next day, because I couldn't up that day. But it was just like, I was doing that, and it was fun. People really liked them and stuff, but I was just like, Man, how long do I want to do that for? Mm-hmm. You know, do I want to be just like the rant guy? Which I still want to be. I did want to be like the funny guy, but it was just like, um, I feel like a podcast was just kind of the next evolution. Yeah, you know what I mean? absolutely. I feel like, I feel like it, it was like a perfect evolve. Like it didn't feel forced. It was just really natural. People people started knowing me for like talking. And then, you know, I was just like, Taboo Talks? Fuck it. Talks with Taboo. No, it's a fucking perfect name. And you still like do kind of like the rants at the beginning of your podcast. Which is yeah, great because so you give that introduction to your guest and you talk about other shit and then it just like effortlessly flows because you just had Mize on because you're starting to do the in-person podcast more as well. Yeah, That's the move. Some of them, you know, it's it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Like, I think, I, I think the Zoom thing is still going to be like the main thing because yeah. it's like how, like I'm getting really busy again. So it's mm-hmm. just like how, what are the chances of an artist that I want to have on the show? What are the chances of them being in New Orleans while I'm there? It's like they're they're low. So yeah. the Zoom thing's gonna keep going. I mean, I enjoy doing. I do a lot of solo episodes. So I probably do like a solo episode every like two months, mm-hmm. where it's just like 30, 45 minutes of me just bullshitting. And I actually have a lot of fun with those too. So you know, those those are a lot of fun. But yeah, I do enjoy talking to people. But yeah, the in person ones are fucking king. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. So what do you use as a basis for the for the like singular person podcast? Do you just like. Talk about everything under the sun. I've never listened to one where you haven't had a guest. So I'm curious. To oh, yes. <laughs> I just talk about like uh, shit that's been going on in my life and like a joke a lot. You know, and yeah. I do I do a lot of like I have a hotline. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when I have in-person uh, guests or whenever I'm doing solo, I have a hotline where people have called in, leave messages and shit. And it's funny because it's like all the talks with Taboo fans, they're fucking goofy as shit. Like I get some of the dumbest calls and it just makes the show that much more fun. You know what I mean? And that's what. That's what I like about it. It's just a fun show. Like, 
I don't want people coming to my show taking anything too serious. Yeah, we're serious moments. I have do have serious guests. We're really serious sometimes. But you're going to hear me ask them some dumb shit. <laughs> oh, definitely. And I mean, like, that's just, like, you going hand in hand with not only your fucking music, but, like, your stand-up comedy, too. Mm-hmm. So I want to know the back end of how you started doing fucking stand-up. Okay. And, like, do you kind of utilize those singular podcasts into writing material for your stand-up? So... I was always wanting to get into stand-up. I okay. remember saying for years, I was telling my ex-girlfriends, some of my best friends, I was like, man, whenever I, the music gets to a point where it's kind of, you know, doing its thing, I have people around it, I'd like to get into do a stand-up. Because mm-hmm. always, I've always felt like I'd be good at it. I always enjoyed comedy. always a big fan of it. And so once Taboo started doing its own thing a little bit, where like I got in a groove, I'm always working, no matter what I'm else I'm doing, I'm always going to be doing that. You know, I got into my good groove. I'm like, cool, now I can start doing this. Yeah. And actually, yeah, I mean, sometimes I do test out jokes on the podcast just to see, uh, you know, if somebody tweet, like, a quote that I said, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, that can work, you know what yeah. I mean? I do test, dude, even during COVID, fuck, man, there were so many bits that, like, I wanted to go test out, but I couldn't, so I just do it on the podcast, like, I wasted a lot of good bits, I think, too, like, that could have been really good love, but... But you can reuse them, Yeah, I do it sometimes, but none of those people in the crowd who are friends of the, who's the fans of the podcast, and they've heard the joke, yeah. so, like, that's the thing with comedy... It's different with music. Like, you hear a song that you know, you're like, oh, fuck, I love this song, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear a joke you know, it's not as funny the second time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's oh, why, absolutely. like, you don't want anybody recording anything at the, the, video, uh, the shows. The last thing I want is somebody posting my set, like, my stand-up set on the internet. It's like, bro, I've been working all year to get 30 minutes. You know, you know it's, it's really hard writing an act. It's really hard. It's tough. I have a lot of things that I think are funny mm-hmm. that end up not being, okay? Sometimes, you know, because I have a fucked up mind. <laughs> yeah i feel you i feel you there it's kind of like a crapshoot and i feel like it's even it's a totally different like root and entity that's so separated from production and anything that has to do with music so it's like this totally different time batch that you have to dedicate to writing this material and do you do like uh open mic nights and oh shit? yeah that's okay. pretty much all i do i mean yeah that's pretty much i know like whenever i was like at the peak my peak comedy performances right before covid i mean i was hitting like four or five mics a week. I mean, not not this past week, but the week before, whenever I was at home, I did five mics that week, and then I did the stand-up set that Sunday, so six sets all that week. So it's just like, you know, whenever whenever I'm feeling it, because some days I'm just like, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. like Sharky hit me up the other day, and he's like, yo, let's go do some comedy tonight. I'm like, man, I'm not feeling it today. Yeah. And, it, and that's the thing. I don't consider myself like a very serious comedian, to be honest. Like, I'm not trying to take it serious. Yeah. I consider myself a little bit of a lazy comic. You know what I mean? Because it's like, Serious comedians are hitting like eight sets every single week, mm-hmm. constantly working on it. I'm it's more like because music was a hobby and I still love it, but now it's a job. Yeah. And so I get like kind of like that excitement, that hobby excitement from comedy now. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I, I do it when I'll do it to be fun. I don't want to take it too serious. I don't want to take anything too serious. Yeah. But like if I take it too serious, it might not be fun for me anymore. Correct. So and that is totally like. That's the epitome of like why I do the podcast because it makes me very excited where music started as a hobby and I was like, I want this to be a job and now it is a job. And sometimes you wake up and it's like, even though you're really fucking lucky to do what we're doing, obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, it feels like a job sometimes. And you're like, fuck, you know, it fucking sucks. And it's like, that's back end that I feel like a lot of people don't see all the time is like they see the festivals, they see X, Y, and Z now that we're getting back in the swing of things, but they don't see 
you know, the weeks and the hours where you're just like, fuck, man, I can't write. I can't do this. I can't do whatever. So having that outlet where you have comedy is like super sick. But like, I wouldn't take it as a job either because like you're a music producer, you know, you're not a full time comedian or you would be doing eight nights. Right. No, I mean, and I think about it, like if I couldn't do music, then I would definitely probably like put all my focus into doing comedy. Mm -hmm. I think I, I... I'm a firm believer that anybody can do fucking anything if they want to do yes. it. You know, yes. I'm a firm believer of that. Yeah. And if I like really wanted to do it, I would do it. But like, if I really wanted to do it, I would have to put music aside. Because yeah. music is number one for me. It mm-hmm. always has, always will be. It's my main passion. It's what I was born to do. Mm-hmm. Um. And but if I was, like, I think you, I think there has to be that one thing you're really fucking good at. You know what yeah. I mean? You can't half-ass two things and be good at the same time. And so if I wanted to do comedy, I feel like I could, Yeah, you know. Well, and it's hard with, like, anything in, like, the world of entertainment or any creative outlet. It has to be, like, 150% or don't do it at all. Yeah. So, so I feel like that's what you've done with music. But it's, like, also I feel like we're in this age where there's so many fucking producers. And to have that, like, your podcast feeds into Taboo. You're yeah. a comedian feeds into Taboo. So I feel like it's essential to have this other like entity associated to your music and your brand that gives you that like unique kind of outlet that other people can relate to. Because the more that other people can like see who the fuck you are, because I see your fan base and like your fans know you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like they kind of know how your personality is going to be. They know how you act. And I know some acts, you know, they want to stay mysterious X, Y and Z. But we're in this world with like social media that the more that you can, like, relate and be like, yo, I'm just a fucking person like you, the more they're going to fuck with it. Yeah, dude, I'm just trying to drink beer and praise Dale. That's literally about it. So it's just like, <laughs> really, man? So it's just like, I, yeah, I'm not yeah, trying to yeah. be too serious. But yeah, you're right, dude. I feel like you can't just be, like, all the new, you know, there's just so many producers. It's hard, so it's hard to be just the producer these days. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, and also, it didn't really start working for me until I actually started putting all of who I was as a person out there. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's yeah. it's wild because it's like, you get, I like, I don't know, you seem like a pretty fucking confident person. On my end, it was like, I was so scared to do certain things I wanted to do for so long because I was like, nah, they're not going to fuck with it, da, da, da. And the second I was like, if you don't fuck with it, that's fine. Right. Hell then yeah. I was like, everything just like started it, you happening. You suck my dick. You suck my dick. There yeah. You go. No. So it's like, I get it. And, and it's, and it's, and it's okay to be, I'd rather have like, a lot of people who really fuck with me and a lot of people who just decide not to like me then like try and appease to everyone. Oh no, if you, you know? don't like me, I will kill myself. No. I'm joking. It's fucked up, right? It's fucked up. <laughs> That's like, that is no, fucked up. I need acceptance. I'm nothing without it, okay? That's such If you're a watching lie. this, love me. I need it. Everyone love him. No, I'm joking. Wrong. Everyone loves you. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, dude, I offend some people sometimes and I get that, you know. I don't I don't go out try to offend We're people. supposed as a comedian you're supposed to push the boundaries. Right. I had this guy come up to me after my set last weekend, um, stand-up set, and he was like, man, I forgot that we could laugh at things. That's what he told me. Like, I forgot we could laugh at things. Dude. And I was like, yes, exactly. That's, we can. This we year's can. been so rough. Yeah, it was, it was, it was like, it was everybody's there's first, like, comedy show in, like, a year and a half. So it was just like, everyone, at first everyone was like, <laughs> like looking around like, can we laugh at this? Am I going to get canceled for laughing? Does <laughs> right. somebody have a phone out? They're right. going to see me laughing at right. the joke Dude, that he said? I'm yeah. like, we got to be able to laugh at anything, man. Like I'm, I'm la- like I like laughing at my fucking self, dude. I mean, everyone's goofy. That's mm-hmm. my thing. Everyone's goofy. Everyone is. Just some people are afraid to show it. They're afraid to like 
get out of that like inner body self-consciousness where like you always have like in my head I feel like I'm always talking to myself a Mm. thousand things are going around at once so it's like you you think about what other people are thinking and like da 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 and maybe it's just because I'm a girl totally could be that reason but really we're going there yeah we're going you don't think men are capable of thinking a lot in their head too no that men are very capable of thinking but i do think it's more common for insecurities to be in female men men. i think yeah i I don't know dude like i'd I'd, like imagine a dude with like a small dick dude like i'd I'd be fucking i'm not saying i'm hung or not but i'm just saying i'd be insecure as hell all the time just walking around just knowing you think no you think no i I don't think because i'm incapable of thinking obviously remember that's what you had said look you just twist my words around me we're just gonna move on. I made her uncomfortable real quick, y'all. You made me uncomfortable. <laughs> I, this I, is what happens when I have show. another podcast host on the show. This is just what happens. Turn around on me. me. I just try to fuck with, I, like, this, I do try to find that boundary a little bit. You know what I mean? I appreciate it. it. It serves for good conversation. I fuck with it. I mean, that is the thing. Like, I mean, even just with comedy, like, I like finding that line where it's like, where is okay? You're right there. Push it. Push it. And sometimes step over. I think sometimes you gotta step over for, 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 for like, you know, for Dale. Who the fuck is Dale? Shut up, dude. Tell me who the fuck Dale. is Dale. Who's Dale? Dale Earnhardt. Boy. Okay. All well, right. I really who, appreciate Miss Lizzie Jane for having me on the show today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you need to tell the audience right now who the fuck that is. Dude. They aren't going to know. He's the best NASCAR racer to ever live. Yeah? One of the best humans. NASCAR? Yeah. Are you a fan? I am. Big fan. Big fan. What got you into NASCAR? My dad. Your dad? Yeah. He lives on a barn, right? Yeah. Well, Does he still live on a barn? Yeah, I mean, he has a house, but, you know, but yeah. It's, you know, he, doesn't, he doesn't just live on the barn. But, yeah, you know, he, he, has, he has a ranch. Yeah, he has a house, all right? All right, he's all not, right. He's not just out there fucking cuddling up with some cows and shit, dude. Fucking Were making a raised? fire to stay warm, dude. Come on. Were you raised in the barn? No, bro. I was raised in a house, man. I went to school. You know, with teachers. Did you have to take we had a school, school bus, bus for yeah. like four hours? Oh, no, dude. We had to walk up and down the hills barefoot in the snow because it snowed in Mississippi and there was a lot of hills. None of that is true. Uh, That's no. what I expected, though. Yeah, none of that is That's true. That's what I like. My dad used to say head. that shit. Son, we used to have to walk barefoot through the snow to get to school. I'm like, Dad, you grew up in Decatur, Alabama. It didn't snow there, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, don't you lie to me. <laughs> so you were born and raised in Mississippi? Yes, ma'am. There you go. Yeah. I understand. So what brought you to NOLA? The music, really. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I was at a point where I was like, I was doing my thing in Mississippi. I was producing. And I was I was getting pretty good at the time. Like, I, I was pretty confident in my music at the time. And I was throwing events. Um, I was like, literally, the only EDM that was there was the events I was throwing. Not to, like, jerk myself off when I say that, but it really That's was. That's dope. I had no idea that you did that. Oh, yeah. It was a okay. tough game, bro. But I was just like, I was at a point where I was just kind of like, man, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. It's like, what can, how, am I putting myself in the best situation to, to succeed doing here, going here? And I was like, at a point, I'm like, I either have to go to college, get a big-ass loan to be in debt just to get done and want to do the same fucking thing. Or I'm just going to go move and give it a shot. Yeah. And I moved. Okay. It was the best thing I ever did. Just moved to a place. I didn't know nobody. Didn't really have it. I was, I was DJing like casinos and gay bars. Like, I know I was, I was, oh, I was shit. yeah, I was making a living DJing for a long time before I was actually making a living off of Taboo. So were you always producing from Mississippi? Mm-hmm. Like when you lived there? Okay. Mm-hmm. So this was always like the long-term goal. Yeah. I mean, okay. I was, 
it wasn't I wasn't always a producer. I was playing in bands for the longest time. And yeah. But then that's when I started producing, I was just like, I grinded on it, dude. I was doing like in the beginning, I was hitting like 12 hour sessions every day. Like I got stupid with it. Like I don't I don't do those long sessions that much anymore. I'll have mm-hmm. those every blue moon, but fuck, I was hitting it hard. And I did that for like a good two years back in Mississippi. And I was like, I felt like I was getting good. Like I was getting my songs played out everywhere. And I was like, fuck, man, I got to go do something. Like, I'm not going to, nothing's going to happen with me here. I need to go shake a hand. I need to go be in a bigger scene. I need to go just put myself in places I don't know where I'm, co- I'm where I'm not comfortable. I think it's really good to be uncomfortable a lot of times. Absolutely. Well, that's how you know you're growing. Makes you figure it out when you're uncomfortable, man. Oh, definitely. And like what you said earlier, like you can fucking do anything you want. It's just making sure that you put your mind to it and like set realistic expectations of how to get there, you know? Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, that's what brought me to New Orleans was just the music, man. I said, fuck it. I'm going to go do it. That's sick. There's a huge scene down there. It's not, not, huge. It's not huge, but there's great artists who come out of it. Mm-hmm. I love, I it's not a big scene at all, but like, it's a dope scene. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's such a homey scene. You guys are super close. Everybody's yeah. close, man. Like I go to like, when I look at other scenes and other lo- locations, like it feels like there's a lot of competition. You know, it feels like there's a lot of like, oh, we don't fuck with that guy or it's like Petty clicks bullshit. and shit like yeah. that. You know what I mean? And I feel like in NOLA, they call it the big easy, man. That's what they call it. Everyone's so laid back. We chill. We mm-hmm. do a lot of fishing, you know what I'm saying? I love we it. Chill. I love it. And it's like, from another standpoint, not electronic dance music-wise, the music there is just amazing. Yeah, you find is. crazy shit. Yeah, man, I'm trying to find a damn banjo player, dude. I want to make a banjo dubstep song. How I, have you not found one? That's the place to be. I know, man, but also I haven't put myself out there, dude. I, I think that I, you I, should it's stand. On my, it's on my Bumble profile. I'm like, do you play banjo? Really? No. No? No. But I should, right? You should. You'd find one. Maybe you'll find a girl who plays banjo. Maybe, dude. I did I'll download. I did download Bumble and Tinder for the first time ever. How'd that go? I have matches and I haven't. I don't know. You dropped the ball. The ball's in your court, and you now you dropped it. Those well, actually, are gone. actually, the Bumble it's in their court because they have to hit me up. And actually, some of them do, bro. I just I don't haven't done it. I haven't. I've never gotten a date off the internet, so it's kind of it's new for me. I could find you a wife. I don't. I'm not looking for a wife, dude. I was. I was with. <laughs> I've been doing, I've been with good girls my whole life, dude. I'm done. I'm tired of good girls, okay? You're fucking EDM DJ. How can you not find a bad girl? Oh, I can. But I'm just saying, like, I haven't done it off the internet yet, you know? I feel you. I feel you. I mean, I always, I always thought dating in the scene could be really great or really shitty. Be problematic. Are you in a relationship? I am. I've been in a relationship for two years. Do you ever find it hard? Like, does your man ever find it hard, like, dealing with you know, the attention on you? See, I admire the fuck out of him mm-hmm. because I knew one time this girl walked up to him and I almost fucking fought her. So, 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 so the, the fact that he is able to deal with it because he trusts me because he knows I don't like, I, like I don't do that too, shit. I probably can beat somebody up. Hell I lift. Yeah. I do CrossFit. Oh, okay, okay. I can do it. You have a weave that you're going to pull out and just start beating the shit out of this chick? No. I always said if I were to ever get in a fight, I would just tell her to hit me so she could get arrested. Oh, that's fucking pushy shit, dude. You got to nah. step up. You say, I'm nah. going to jail. Only, only if it was on him. Only if somebody approached him would I ever draw hands. Okay, that's dude. It. Well, you got to say, I'm going to Damn, jail. Damn, my today. mom's listening to this shit. I'm going to get such a bad phone call. Really? Yeah. Uh, dude, my parents have listened to some of my podcasts. They're too. nasty. <laughs> my mom's like, you cuss like a sailor. She's like, I love you, but you cuss like a sailor. Oh, we talk I'm about like, some 
shit on my podcast. The ones with me and my stepbrother are crazy. Man. Oh my god, <laughs> nah, but he's he's good. And he he gets it. And what I appreciate from him is like I think it's super important that you have this like outside group of friends that are not in this world mm. because you can get so wrapped up in this world of festivals and industry people mm-hmm. and all the stuff. And it's like, I just, I feel like a lot of people are ungenuine, ingenuine a lot of times. And like, I've only met a handful of people that I think are like actual friends mm. instead of people just trying to like use you to get to the next level. And then they like ditch you X, Y, and Z. So it's like, it's nice that through him, I have this like realistic grounding because I don't feel like the world that we live in is uh, considered normal, like to a lot of society. Yeah. So like, I appreciate that because it makes me appreciate being able to do this like yeah. as a fucking living, you know? But yeah, I mean, I don't know. How are your past girls? I couldn't imagine being a girl de- dating a fucking DJ. I couldn't do that shit. That's what I'm saying. It's tough, man. I uh-uh. mean, Traveling, touring, bro. Yeah, I just got out of a pretty long relationship, and I was like, "Yeah, it's tough, man." I feel like the what you were just explaining was probably my issue, man. I feel like I get too wrapped up in my own shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like obsessed to myself a lot of times, and I feel like you have to be. See, to but I am too, and yeah. like he deals with it, and yeah, you know. So yeah. I guess that was that was uh, that's where I fell flat. Was on that, you know what I mean? That's all right. We're living, we're learning, man. Oh yeah, and and it's like it's it's a process. It's hard to be in a relationship. That shit ain't easy, you it's know? It's tough, man. It, it, it's, I don't, yeah, it's tough. I don't know if I'm a good boyfriend, if I'm being honest, dude. It's learning by myself. I feel like sometimes I have great moments. Other times, I'm really selfish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, as an artist, I feel like you have to be selfish and you have to be obsessed, like, with yourself, too. To I know. To such an extent that it's, like, tough. It's tough, man. I've lost a lot of personal relationships because of, like, you know, me just so wrapped up in my own shit. And, that's actually a big goal of mine for this year is just to pay more attention to the people that um, I care about. Yeah. You know, pay a little bit more attention, you know, call somebody every now and then just see how they're doing. Absolutely. Because I feel like with COVID, we saw our world disappear yeah. very, very quickly. And it's like, we don't know what the fuck's going to happen next year. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So it's like having those people that are like there for you if this industry didn't exist is fucking important. You know, mm-hmm. having those like personal relationships, and I don't know. This last year was a fucking shit show. How what? How did you think about it when everything started rolling out? Dude, can I be honest? I had fun. Yeah. 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 I had fun. If I'm being real. No, I mean, I feel you. I wouldn't be fucking sitting here with you if it wasn't for COVID. Right. I'll, I'll like say I, that right now. I had a lot of fun, man. I just got. I mean, I wrote an album. I did. Um. Fuck. I got. I don't like refall in love with New Orleans and like refall in love with music in different ways because like for the longest time i'd get inspiration from the energies i was around Mm -hmm. right and then after that was taken away i was just alone with my thoughts not like thoughts but like my own thoughts yeah um you know i was just alone with them and so it's just like you had to get inspiration from new places and it's like even like new orleans i used to love going out and partying having a good time Mm -hmm. fucking you know mardi gras and it's like then i that's taken away i'm like cool we're just doing a lot of fishing now and it's like you know you had to learn how to Fall in love with new things or re-fall in love with certain stuff. And I had a lot of fucking fun, man. I had a lot of fun, dude. I mean, I wrote a comedy album. That's amazing. It's the best thing I've ever done in my life. So so when are we going to get to fucking hear that shit? Hopefully. Hopefully around like November, December. Is it going to be potentially with Lacan? No, no, no. You're like, you're like, no fucking way. I don't know. I'm so excited here. 
So tell me about that. How the fuck do you write a comedy album? So it's a musical album. Okay. Okay. It's got like pop, hip hop, rock, metal, pop punk. It's got a country song. It's got a hip hop song. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, like a trailer park anthem. That's great. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's a fucking it's a fucking awesome album. Like it literally, it, it literally is like the best thing I've ever done in my life. When you hear it, it's I. I I literally have never heard an album like this, and I'm not just saying that. It's fucking awesome. I'm so excited. It's really like, now I spent a lot of time doing it. There was like a good four months where I took off from making bass music. I wasn't making a bass music, and it was different how I was writing. So like, instead of me just sitting there building drums and cool grooves, I'm sitting there with a guitar and a piece of paper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like writing lyrics and writing, you know, just it's just different writing process. And a lot of it's just like <laughs> it started from me actually trying to write real songs, right? Yeah. And I try to write a love song. But I'm incapable of it because I'm incapable of emotions. That's actually a joke. But like my love songs are like I met a girl and her booty tastes like strawberries. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's like I'm yeah, incapable yeah. of writing a love song. So and it I feel like a lot of people in our scene would consider that a love song. <laughs> it is, bro. It comes from mm-hmm. a, it comes from a, a place of love, man. Like I got my ass out of Lost Lands. Like that's a that's a love song, man. It's a, it's a beautiful story. It really is. And I mean, let's take a step back real quick, though. If you fucking weren't a comedian. That shit wouldn't have happened. So it feeds into your music. It's it does. Be, it does. It's going to be different, though, putting it out. They're going to love it, though. What With you, like, you've created such a lane for yourself that, like, they're on the train. Yeah. Like, they're on the fucking train. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they're going to fuck with you with whatever you do. And that's what, like, I wish, what we talked about earlier, like, that's what I wish would, like, artists would do more. Mm. Because... Just everybody create their own lane and do what you want to do because someone's going to relate to you. Yeah. You don't have to fucking please everybody. In the end, like, it, it's going to do you better if you have those people who are going to buy every item of merch, every fucking track, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they're going to love some shit like that. It's going to be good. No, I do like what you said, though. I, I, I do think it's, it's fucking, I do feel like I'm in my own lane and it's fucking awesome because mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm competing with anybody. I'm not worried about anything. Like, if someone's built over me or this or that or that, I don't give a shit because it's just like I'm doing my own fucking thing and I'm doing it the way I want to do it. So like nothing else fucking matters. I'm having fun. I was actually talking about this yesterday with Sharky, man. Like I, I was using LS Dream as a as an example, right? So like the Brills Project, you know, like that festival trappy sound it was like everybody was doing that. And, you know, he did have his own distinct sound. But then you listen to LS Dream and you see what he's done with that project. In a lane of his own. He's in such a lane of his own where he's doing his own fucking thing where nothing else matters. He's just his own thing. It's so fucking cool to see. I love it whenever I see things like that, man. It's just like you're doing your own fucking thing. It's just, it's fun. And it's all about the journey too. Like you aren't going to fucking decide to do this and know exactly what to do and how mm-hmm. to approach it. And that's what I see in people who... I either give less to or ask me or for advice. And I'm sure your fucking DMs are always filled. Hey, man, I'm trying to be a producer. Da, 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 da. And it's like the biggest thing is to just take it fucking slow. Like, take it slow. Like, do what you want to do. Do things that make you happy. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Because if you're going to just try and follow trends and do whatever to compete with somebody else at your level, you're going to end up unhappy and you're going to end up behind the curve. Instead of just doing your own lane, it takes longer but, like, every career has a shelf life, so it's, like, you have to make that decision if you're in it for the long haul for it to be a fucking career where you make your money mm-hmm. or you're just going to do what you need to do to get on the touring circuit for two to three years and then you're done. You I know? think about that all the time, man. I think about longevity. It's, like, I was literally talking about this with my agent, like, two days ago. I was just, like, 
cool. Things are great right now. Things are hype right now. I don't want it to be like a two-year thing. Like, I feel like I have another 20 years in me of touring. I really do. I feel like I got another 20 years of touring in me. Yeah. And I want to do that. Because, I mean, not everybody is a excision. Not everybody is a liquid stranger where they have these really, really long and fruitful careers Mm -hmm. and where it's just a steady thing. I'm like, you know, I, I want that. But also, like, also, I don't want to get it too crazy like that in a weird way, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I was doing a meet-and-greet crawfish bowl, right? And okay. it was awesome. So, it was just, like, we're all outside drinking beer, eating crawfish. That's fucking dope. It was so dope. It yeah. was so sick. Fateville, fucking love y'all. But it was just, like, I was thinking, I was like, wow, could, could Liquid Stranger do something like this? Could Excision do something like this? I was like, because I was thinking, I was like, I was telling everybody, I was like, this is what my, when I think of a fan base, or like what I'd want a community to be like. I was like, this is it. We're just chilling, drinking beer, listening to dope music, eating crawfish. I'm telling jokes. It's it's a vibe. Like that's my vibe that I I was like mm-hmm. searching for was that vibe right there, right? And it's like, fuck, I I don't know if I ever wanted to get too crazy where I couldn't have that, where I'm just able to hang out. Cause I, I mean, then the day, like I'm honest, but I fucking love hanging out, bro. Like yesterday at sunset, I was out in the crowd having a good fucking time. Same. People were saying, hey, I'm like, yo, what's up? Like, you know, we can party together. What's up? But I'm just out here having a good time. We're all normal people, too. So it's like sometimes, you know, on social media, because we live in such a fucking age of social media, you see the best 3% of somebody's fucking life. And it's like we're all fucking normal. We all go through crazy shit. And like with the mean greets and stuff, for as much as we like to talk, like I love being personal with everybody. So like I like seeing how your life's going. How's everything been? Let's fucking catch up X, Y, and Z. So I'm on that same train with you. Whereas like one day, like, no, I wouldn't mind, but I would never want it to get to such an uncontrollable level where I wasn't able to feel like I was able to impact somebody's life because Mm. somebody else fucking got in the way, you Mm. know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's super sick. And, but I also, unfortunately, you know, it's going to grow. Yeah, you I know, know it's I know gonna that. grow. You know, I know, but that that was just like so. It was just cool to like have that and it be chill. Everyone's saying what's up, but it's like no one's. It's just chill, right? Mm-hmm. If excision's out there doing a crawfish bowl, people are gonna be like losing their goddamn minds. They're gonna be throwing the fucking crawfish at right, other people. Exactly, you and know? I'm like, dude, let's just drink some beer and like I like fucking with people. Like, like whenever I meet fans, I'm usually fucking with them. Like, I'm usually joking with them instantly. Like, you know, making fun of them. Like, you know, in a fun way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like. Fuck, I don't want to lose that because it that makes my soul happy. Yeah. It's just fucking with people and just chilling with folks. And that's so important. It's so important to do shit that makes you happy. Yeah. Because I see so many artists, unfortunately, like, even after this, you think everybody would be fucking stoked as fuck to be back. But it's like, I see some people who just, you know, and, and everybody has other shit that's going on. But it's like, we live this life where, like, you should be happy to be there. Like, you're living a dream, dude. So many people cannot say that they are fortunate enough to do what they love as a living and make money from it. We don't live in that kind of world in America. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's, it's, it's important that your soul is happy and you feel like you're making contribution. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm making a contribution more with the fucking podcast and the lessons being on stage sometimes you know mm-hmm. no man I, it, it, it has been really cool because like i was doing the podcast before covid mm-hmm. but like it yeah. grew a lot more during covid because i kind of took it to like a next level actually you're set up here today i have a i run a pretty white trash uh no i'm usually white trash okay. don't get me wrong i just try to do something special my, my, my operation is pretty white you're trash, special okay? right i guess so dude um you know they did try to put me in one of those classes one time but you know i beat that so right on 
Um, but it was cool. Like, I have more people coming up to me talking about the podcast now than the music. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, the music's way more popular, people are still coming up and talking to me about the show. And actually, I like that more. Because it's like, obviously, you're going to listen to the music. You're at a music festival. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So it's just like, I, I remember I was talking to this guy, man, and we, he just walks up to me and we're just chatting it up like it's nothing. And he was like, bro, this is so weird. I'm like, Juan, he's like, I feel like I know you. Because he, he literally just walks up and we're like talking about shit that's going on in my life. And like, we're just like, and it was really cool. Like, it, it is really cool. Like, that the podcast, I don't know. I didn't, I, I didn't know what it was going to be like, to be honest. You know well, I mean? it opens up this whole other world. Where even though you're the host of the podcast and I'm the host of the podcast, you're still seeing my opinions on things. You're still getting an insight to my life. Mm-hmm. So it's I've gotten kind of the same commentary as well, but it's dope. And it's cool that we get to provide this platform to have unfiltered conversations because artists sometimes don't understand the impact that they have. And especially with like how negative fucking Twitter and all the shit got over COVID because our industry isn't supposed to operate not socializing with one another i totally fucking get it but artists were so scared to say what they were feeling and say what they were thinking so fuck it turn off the comments come and have a fucking unfiltered conversation with me and you get these artists just to open up and it's like wow like you actually have like thoughts in your mind that are worth saying but you're too scared to say them. right dude i think people need to toughen the fuck up dude if i'm being honest bro you know what i'm saying people on twitter like, I do try to make Twitter as fun as possible for me. Not only for me, but for other you people, do. right? You know, I, I try my best where I'm just fucking around with people. I'm, you know, I follow a lot of, like, sports stuff, OnlyFans stuff. Okay, that shit's fun. <laughs> All right, whatever. But it's yeah. just like, you know, I try to make the experience fun because everyone's like, man, like, the, the music industry is so toxic. I'm like, no, it ain't, bro. It's like, Twitter ain't real. People it's don't not. talk to people like that in real life. They don't, dude. They don't. So I say, dude, if you can't say it on in real life, don't say it on the internet. Absolutely, because ninety five percent of these people wouldn't ever say any of the fucking shit that they would say behind a fucking screen. This guy would. I know you would. I know we need more people like you, but that's the that's the point. That's the issue. And you look at the grand scheme of things too, and it's like we live in this world where Twitter, compared to the actual amount of people who fuck with this scene and this like music and movement. It's like 10% of the fucking people, you know? Yeah. And people just get so wrapped up in it and they go, oh, da da da. Like, you're the only one that's going to allow yourself to get canceled. You're, if you feed into that shit, you fucking asked for it. Oh, I worry about fucking canceling myself all the time, bro. No, but, <laughs> but you're, but you're so honest and it's like being transparent yeah. is the only way that you're not going to fucking get yourself in a shithole, you know? Right. I think about it all the time, like, you know, when I'm saying stuff that, like, is a little risky or something like that, I'm never saying anything to offend anybody. It comes from, like, a place of... I never come from, like, a place of malice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so I'm, I'm never, like, trying to actually hurt anybody or offend anybody. Yeah, I'm making fun of things, but that's what I do. That's what, you know, that's just comedy, man. You know what yeah. I mean? So, but yeah, man, people on Twitter just need to fucking, you know... We need you guys, though. I listen to Rogan all the time. Cause yep. he's, he's one of my, the guys. I, he's in Texas now. I still fuck with the guests. I don't fuck with them as much as I used to. But I appreciate really? Joe's input. And I love when he has other comedians on. Mm-hmm. And I love them hearing him talking. It's like, the world just, like, needs people like you. They just, with everything that we've gone through, people are just mad at the fucking world. And I look at our generation. And this is our generation it's kind of our parents kind of hindrance for an outer world view of why we're so like babied 
so many parents like gave their kids everything. Mm. Like I had a job when I was fucking 16, mm-hmm. 15, 14, babysitting, X, Y, and Z, you know? And it's like, we live in this world where you were just given a certificate of completion instead of saying, Hey man, you came in fucking ninth. You sucked ass. Get better. <laughs> Do you see that video of the, uh, the coach who was like, all right, y'all we're here to win. It's like a, it's like a ch- kid's baseball team. It's like, That's we're here to win. Okay. And if we don't win, that means we're losers. And if your parents told you it doesn't matter if we win, as long as we're having fun, sorry to say this, but your dad's a loser. And that was, it's a new video. It's like, yes, that's, that's what we need, bro. It, yes. And it's just yes. like, if it, you ain't first, you're last. God damn it. You really are. And I, and I get it. We live in like a, an industry where we shouldn't like, if you're in your own lane, you really shouldn't think that you're competing with other people, right. even though it feels like we are because we have fucking agents and there's billing and it's like fucking managers fight over the size of your goddamn logo. Like I left side billing. You're like, you know, that doesn't fucking matter. The I need day, her but logo it does. three millicentimeters bigger. Yeah, that's what I need. We're, no, we're, we're taking left up. side billing or we're not playing the show. It's like. It, it's, it doesn't matter, but you're glad that they're doing that shit. Exactly, you know because I mean? they're fighting for you, and right, you right. want somebody to fight for you. And that's why, like, having a team is so important. Like, I love my team. I know you love your team, too. Yeah, they're too. great people. You know? Pe- really good people. That That is something, like, getting all the right people in place. The ones that work. You know, I've had people come and go. You know what I mean? I have. And now it feels like I have literally the right people around me to where it's like, we could fucking do anything we want. Mm-hmm. And, like, we can literally... That now, like the fucking the sky's the limit at this point because we have all the and I have these people around me. I trust my life. If they're like Mitch, I need your life for a second. I'd be like, here you go, yeah, Ho- holler. You know what I'm saying? Holler. Fill it up before you get it back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know. <laughs> no, I feel you, and it's it's it took me a long time to understand the importance of a team, mm-hmm. and it took me like because when I came to this, kind of like you, I was coming out of post hardcore. I was coming out of metal. I did engineering. I played in a band. It was fucking sick. What'd you play? I played bass and I sang. But I play keyboard and guitar. But when I was in the band, I played bass and I sang. And like, it was just time for me either to go to college Mm -hmm. or it was, uh, you know, how can I make this work where I don't have to depend on other people? Mm. And then I got to a certain point and I was like, yo, I need other people to depend on now. And I was like, fuck, man. And, but it's a different, it's different than band members. You know, it's not as emotional. It is emotional, but it's not as, it's more like, okay, like I have like have a creative mindset. Like you have a business mindset. So you're a good fit for me. So it's like, everyone's different. And that's where I see people like, I need a manager. I need this. I need X, Y, Z. Nah, bitch. Like you can let it happen. Don't go searching. Mm -mm. You, you should honestly, as an artist, you need to understand that like, you're your own boss. These people work for you. So like. You're while like they can open a lot of windows of opportunity, you should be knowledgeable on what each of them are doing. So don't just say, hey, I make music. Let me just give it to you. Like the more that you know about all these different positions on the back end of the industry, the more successful you're going to be long term because you want to make sure you have those right people there. Mm. And it takes a while. I've gone through people, and it's all part of the journey. It's all part of the process. Yeah. You know, you live and you learn, man. You have heartbreaks too, man. I mean, yeah. You know, I've had some managers that were, like, best friends to me. And when you have to let them go, it, like, crushed me. That's you know what I've what I mean? always been scared of. Oh, uh, dude, I'm sorry. I bawled like a little bitch, dog. And my ex-girlfriend was so mad at me at the time. She was a weird oh. date. She's like, you cry over him, but not me. Oh, <laughs> fuck. That's rough. <laughs> I know, That's bro. That's fucking rough. Right, dude. I'm a bad man. But it is so, you know, it's tough out there in these streets, man. You're just living out here, you know. 
I know. You're just I grinding know. out there. But yeah, dude, I, I totally agree, man. I, 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 everything does have to ha- happen natural. You know what I mean? If it's forced, it ain't going to work. No. Like, I feel like, just like with my team, even just like all the collabs and people I've met, it's all been so natural. Like, I'm not out there searching to get collabs with these people or like searching to get these people on the t- taboo team or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. like, it just happens, man. If we vibe, we vibe. Yeah. And yeah. So I, I feel like, if, but also if you're doing dope shit, It'll happen. It'll happen. You know what I mean? But you got to be doing the dope shit, man. Yes. You can't just be like a mediocre shit and be like, oh, I need a manager. It's like, you don't, dude. There's too many people. First and first impressions are always really important, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like people who are putting out really bad songs. I'm like, listen, dude, you don't have to put this out. Can you look me in the eye and tell me this is really good? You know what I mean? It's like, no, you can't. So let's just relax. There's no... Take your time. Like like you were saying, dude. You take your time, man. It's a fucking grind. It's a climb. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's hard, too, because like. In our industry, even not in our industry, I hate the shelf life of songs right now. Because oh, it's hate so it, hard. And that's why I feel like these new, the next generation of up-and-comers that are still figuring their shit out. I'm like, yeah, man, post your shit on SoundCloud, da-da-da. And that's why I feel like I see so many people start new projects when they mm. get to that point where they're like, hey, I now have kind of a good head on my shoulders. I know X, Y, and Z. Or they do a rebrand or they, they do whatever. But it's like they feel this underlying pressure to keep putting out music every two weeks, every month, every this and that. And it's like, no, that's not the point. But it's hard to tell somebody it's not the point when that's what you see from a distance. Mm. It's just people putting out music, putting out music. And then, you know, you'll have the first 24 hours where everybody's like, yeah, fuck with it. Da, 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 da. And then the next week, it's like fucking cricket. I actually have like a theory behind that. Right? Okay, tell me. So I get, I get what you're saying about the shelf life. So I think there's a difference between putting out a track and putting out a song. Okay. 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 So like, I like that. Right. Like so that. a track being like a banger, something that's just a lot of fun. You play the show, everyone's about it. A song, something that you can Big listen sheesh. to. Yeah, you can listen to in the car and have fun, and it's gonna be remembered for a long time. The shelf life is gonna last. Yeah. Like I feel like Crawdaddy for me would be like a good song that like the shelf life on it is still dope. Like I play yes. it to this day, everyone's singing it. The album that I wrote. Like, I think the album, I listen to that album all the fucking time. Sharky, I know you listen to it a bunch, man. So, like, I feel like there's difference from, like, a song and a track. Yeah. So, like, I put out tracks like Goku, right? Goku's a track. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't consider that one a song. It's fun. It's an awesome, it's a fun time. But sometimes you got to just put out tracks. You got to put out tracks to, you know, you got to stay consistent. So you put those out there. They're fun. People love them. You play them live. They fuck with them. People aren't really just sitting in their car listening to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why it's just like, I think there is a difference between a track and a song. I love that. Yeah. No, that's great. That's wonderful. And I think it is important to have that balance. Mm-hmm. And then I think when you work on something like an album, like yourself, that's when you really sit down and say, okay, what am I, you know, how am I going to plan this? What the fuck am I going to do? And make it, is your album like um a conceptual mm-hmm. album where it's like yeah. flow and all so- that shit? It's called Songs Your Wife Leave You To. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I'm excited. It's literally songs that, you know, it's pretty much divorce step, if you want to put a genre divorce on it. Divorce step? So, like, crab core? <laughs> crab step? No, no, like, divorce, dude. Like, I'm alone. <laughs> you're not alone. One day you're going to find a girl that's as funny or as a man. you. Or a man. Or a man. Yeah. You know? I'm or open. A man. Okay. Okay, I'm open. Everybody hear that? Yeah. No, I'm bisexual. It's very, it's very, uh, very Bumble, Tinder? Oh, I have the grinder, too, bro. Fuck it. Grinder? What the fuck is grinder? It's for men. It's for men sinking other men. Oh, wow. Yeah. What's the one for girls with girls? 
I don't know, but I'd like to get on it. Just to, like, you know. That'd be great. We should use the app I'll where it makes you look like a girl. I'll say my name's Michelle. I like it. Yeah. We just have to, like. And we go to bed and I pull out a dick. I'm like, oops. <laughs> Didn't know that was there. You just took it there. <laughs> Remember how we were talking about that border earlier? <laughs> and then you were like, sometimes I just go right over it. Well, I don't, I don't think it's my thing. I just say. You just say? Yeah. That filter disappeared a long time ago? Dude, it was never there. I remember it I used to get yelled there. at as a kid, and they'd be like, you need to think before you say things. Dude, nothing phases my mom. No? No. I feel like your mom's a badass. My mom is the fucking most amazing woman alive, mm-hmm. and I love her very, very much. My mom is She's too. She's saint. Shout out, moms. Angel. Shout out. Yeah, shout out moms, but specifically my mom, okay? Don't take the light away from her. I'm um, sorry, Jen. <laughs> She's going to be like, you motherfucker. No, nah, she's an amazing woman, dude. It's cool. Like, um, you know, like I said, nothing really fucking phases her. Like, I do some dumb shit. Like, I have some other family members like, Mitch, I see you doing these shows on Saturdays. Are you going to church? You know what I mean? Like, oh, shit like that. Like, no. I have a lot of really Southern bells. Oh, I, I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. Got the Southern bells in my fucking family, dude. It's cool, man. I know last night, Sharky was like, dude, I wish your brother, my stepbrother Jeremy's like, I wish he was here. I'm like, nah, man. I'm redneck show. motherfucker would be walking around. Man, all asses around here, dude. Oh, my God. Y'all see them girls making out, man? Let's go watch. You know? <laughs> it's a whole, it's a fucking culture shock, dude. <laughs> Some people go to their first festival and they cannot believe what they're looking at. Oh, yeah. I can't bring a lot of my family members to shit, man. No, I haven't brought my mom to, like, a festival yet because I was like, yo, like, I'm going to make sure when I bring you, we're going to have a trailer for, like, six hours. You ain't going to walk out there Dude, that's you don't what have I, to do any of that shit i got some of my folks coming to see they've never seen me as taboo my mom and my oh, stepdad really yeah they've never seen me as taboo they were gonna see me at buku then that canceled but yeah they're doing buku this year in okay. october um Sick. i don't know if i'm playing it or not okay. that i don't know if i can contractually say that no he's not playing it guys he doesn't know Anyway, they're going to come, and okay. I'm going to, you know, take good care of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I think it's good in, like, hometown. Like, EDC, like, like SMF, maybe in future years. Like, that would be that would be it for sure. Yeah, I assume then they support the fuck out of what you're doing. Oh, hell yeah, bro. Yeah. I, they used to fucking haul <laughs> me and my drum kit around when I was 13 of fucking these That sounds like bars. my mom. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Dude, we used to have band practice at my house. You know, like, at yeah. my folks' house. So it's just, like, we would be in there fucking... Loud as shit. In the shit. garage. No, dude, in my bedroom, oh, dude. I'm talking, we have five dudes hot as shit in my room. Drum kits, amps, loud ass fucking monitors. Like, my parents were always cool, man. They were really, when I told them I was moving to New Orleans to do the music thing, they're like, good. Awesome. Yeah, they were That's great, like man. the best answer you could really get. Yeah, man, I, I'm so blessed, honestly, for that. Like, if it wasn't for them, I don't know if I'd be where I'm at. And that's mm-hmm. any parent these days. But, like, they were so supportive from the very beginning. That's like, amazing. I got my first drum kit when I was nine. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I wanted to play the drums. You know, I was just energetic. Hitting that's everything. so similar. I was hitting everything. Yep. Hitting my sister. I'm joking. But, like, you know. Um, Sibling fights happen. They do, dude. That's what I'm saying. Is it child labor if it's your child? Oh. Right? I mean... I don't know. Did you have chores as a kid? Hell yeah, we did, bro. Did you clean the barn? Dude, my dad would put me to work, dude. I'm not going to lie. No? No, yeah. What'd oh, you yeah. do? Give me some... I feel like your chores were different than my chores. Um, so... We'd go to deer camp and I'd have to cut down trees. <laughs> I'd have to trim all the branches on the trails. Yeah? Oh, yeah, dude. It's funny. Like That's every great. Every time I go see my dad, he always has me working. So, like, I went to go see him last weekend, right? I was in the door for 30 seconds. I literally haven't even put my bag down. 
Son, I need your help, man. Oh my god! <laughs> Let's go get in the truck, dude. One day we'll go. I get to his house. He's like, "Son, I need your help. We gotta go dig a hole." <laughs> go dig a hole. Does he have this? like a ton of property? So it's no, like, dude. It's just no? a big ass ranch, man. It's oh just like a, it's god. a lot of work, man. Yeah. It's a lot of work to I, maintain. It is, man. I feel I really feel for him, dude. I really like it's a it's a tough living, and it, it takes a toll on your body. And I have a feeling one of these days it's either gonna have to be me or my stepbrother take over the fucking ranch. I don't think my other brother has it in him. My brother brother's kind of a pussy. I love you, Matt, but you're kind of a pussy. He yeah, knows, he knows yeah. it. I can tell him. Yeah, okay. Um, but like, you know, me or Jeremy are gonna have to take over that ranch one day, dude. I don't know how much longer my dad has it in him. What you should do is you should take the ranch and turn it into a comedy club. No. No. You can't disrespect the ranch. You can't disrespect, okay. No, dude, that's the cool thing about a ranch is there's nobody on it. There's nobody on it's it? It's just you, dude. You get to do whatever the hell you want. I like the open woods, bro. I miss a good fucking tree. You know what I'm saying? So a like, tree. hell yeah, I love trees, dude. So like, anytime I'm around trees, dude, I just feel. Do you like hunting? Oh yeah, I'm a big hunter. Yeah, yeah. My dad hooked me hunting once. I sat in the fucking chair. The, you climb up the tree mm-hmm, in the stand. chair. I was in the middle of fucking bumfuck nowhere in Indiana, mm-hmm. and they caught a deer and they were hanging it on the fucking skin rack. Yes, mm-hmm. I was just like, am I in a horror movie? I didn't know what was happening. And then we went the next morning and I was sitting in the chair and my grandpa was in the other chair. And then his fucking phone went off and there were eight deer in front of us. And then my dad got so mad and he tried to kill one and he missed. And then he fell out of the chair. Damn, how far far down did he fall? It was far. It was bad. It was bad. Well, that was my only hunting experience. I never went back. Well, a lot of we call that survival. Okay, so you know survival of the fittest. Yeah, dude. I'm just saying, if shit went sideways, I know how to take care of myself. I'm a hunter, and not only that, I'm a gatherer. So not only will I find you food, I will gather the necessary tools for survival. Okay, so if there's a lady out there that wants to cuddle up and survive with daddy. <laughs> I'll leave his Bumble and Grinder and Tinder usernames. In the comments. Yeah, man. I'm a big hunter, man. I love hunting. I still hunt to this day. Well, what you're going to do is you're going to find this girl who doesn't know anything about EDM. And then you're going to take her to EDM. I did meet a lady. Like. I did meet a lady not too long ago who literally had, like, no idea who I was. And it was cool. And we're, like, we were vibing That's and stuff. Cool. It was cool. But then she finds out who I am. And then it's, like, a deal. It's different. And then it's different. You know? And then I'm treated different. That's kind of weird. It's weird to me. Isn't it weird that, like... I mean, it's not weird because you've worked so hard for it, you know? So mm-hmm. you're kind of like. Yeah, this is sick that, like, people come up to me, you know, like, your ego gets fed, X, Y, and Z. But the other end of it is it's cool to just talk to someone, and before they, like, know what you do as a living, it's completely different conversation. Oh, dude, I lie what I do, you know, because I'm going to say, like, you know. What do you say you do? I say I'm an electronical musical engineer. An electronic. I make it sound like I. I make it sound like I have some fancy career. That's great. Make it sound like I have a degree. Uh, I do have a degree in liberal arts, so I guess that means I'm a fucking liberal. Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? That's a joke, bro. That's fucked up. Huh? <laughs> That's fucked up. Uh, no, nah, dude. Some, that was fucked up. Sometimes, sometimes I'll say I'm a chef. A yep. chef? Yeah. Do you like cooking? These fire ass beats, bitch. What you want? I set a bowl of rice on fire last week. Damn, girl. Yeah. It was really shitty. I literally almost lit my microwave on fire. Can I was cook? upstairs. I just lit a bowl of rice on so obviously fire. Not. Obviously not. Absolutely not. That was a dumb question not. on my part, dude. Absolutely not. Maybe one day you'll come <coughs> over and then you'll just have to teach everyone to cook. No one in my house knows how to cook. 
Dad, I ain't that good of a cook. I cook now, chicken, grilled chicken on the George. I can, you know, take, I can cook meat all day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have my freezer. Steak? Oh, yeah. My freezer's full of deer meat right now. That's fire. Yeah. So, like, I do that. Like, I can cook the shit out of that. I know how to barbecue all day. But, like. Does deer meat taste like chicken? No, it tastes like deer meat. It's delicious. But what are you going to compare it to for someone who's uh, not a deer Kind of like, eater? it's like cow in a way, you know, like some, you know, it's got, it's got a, you know, kind of similar. Okay. It's a lot more lean. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I like um, elk. Elk, yeah. That's fire. I actually a bucket list of mine. I want to take my dad on an elk hunting trip. My dad went to uh, like that's gonna be like the first flex I do on my dad. Yeah, and be like what's up, Montana. Bitch? That's I, that's where you go. So like, someone asked me one day if I could go vacation anywhere. I said Montana, and they laughed at it. I'm like, I've never been. I've heard it's beautiful. I'm like, it I probably said, is. I love a good fucking tree, man. They got some good trees out there. It is. Yeah. There's. Not enough trees in places like this, to be honest. Yeah, dude, that's the thing about New Orleans, man. So, like, I love it there, but, like, my soul ain't happy there. No? Yeah. Really? hmm I wow. love it. I love the vibe. I love the culture. I love the people. I love everything about it. But my soul ain't happy there. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the fucking woods, darling. So, it's just, like, whenever I'm taken out of it. But I feel like you're at a point where you could go. I could. I mean, I was looking at houses the other day. You know what I'm saying? So, literally, two nights ago, I was just sitting up looking at houses. Like, you know, I think about... I'm pretty much just soul searching too. Like whenever I'm traveling, Mm -hmm. I'm like, could I see myself happy here? You know, because I'm okay with moving somewhere where I don't know anybody. I've done that. You know what I mean? I'm comfortable with it. Um, I like, and I also like being uncomfortable. So it's just like, you know, moving somewhere might be a little uncomfortable too. I mean, I'm comfortable where I'm at right now. I'm I'm obviously not moving at any time, you know, probably like a year or two for sure Mm -hmm. I'm going to move, but I got to go somewhere with the tree, man. I look at Charlotte. I look at Salt Lake City. Charlotte's beautiful. Yeah. Salt Lake City's beautiful. Yeah. Um, Snowboarded in Utah. I ain't never snowboarded, dude. I didn't see snow for the first time until 2019. Wow. Where'd you go to see snow? I was in Denver. I was playing a show. That's fire. And it was hilarious, right? So, like, (laughs) I was like a little kid, bro. And that's nasty snow. That's fucking muddy snow in Denver. What are you talking about? It was the most beautiful beautiful? thing I've ever seen in my life. It was beautiful. Not slush. Dude, the only things I had ever seen, the only snow I had seen on pictures and movies. It's the only snow I'd ever seen in my life. And, like, we used to have kind of like this, like, sleep kind of thing it was like wet ice it's kind of like the lord was Hail. just yeah it was like lord's Punishment. cold cum just <laughs> you know what i mean like a splatting on you we had that that wasn't that's that great. cool but like you know that's not cool flaky ass snow like that shit was fun i was like throwing snowballs at strangers yeah like ha they're like getting pissed off like yeah they were probably like, like what like, the fuck bro play with me play with me which probably isn't something that you yell at people <laughs> sounds like you get you in trouble right probably would get you in a little bit of trouble but no when i see people like move to la because they think it's gonna make their career i like think it's the dumbest shit in my fucking life dude i'm just like bro no all you're gonna do is move somewhere where you're paying fucking 12 dollars for a fucking jar of peanut butter that's what you're doing. Bro, I, you're I committing. bought a Stella, a Stella beer yeah. for $16. At Yesterday? A, no, fuck no. <laughs> the drinks are expensive in LA. yesterday. It, was, it were, bro, but I still did it. LA bro. and Miami. I remember fucking playing a show Miami Music Week like two years ago, and I paid fucking $21 for a fucking can of Red Bull. I was like, you gotta be fucking me right now. And they're like, no. Nah. I like that saying, you gotta be fucking me right now. Yeah. <laughs> like... Like, I've never heard that one before. That's good. <laughs> I mean, I'll just be real with you. That shit was fucking unbelievable. But it's the same thing in LA. You go, yeah. I measure life in like Chipotle bowls. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like a regular <laughs> Chipotle bowl. These analogies have regular, a killer, dude. A regular Chipotle bowl is like seven, like 49 for me. Chicken. Mm-hmm. Only chicken. 
And like, I go places and I'm like, okay, I'm paying $5 for my coffee. So I'm paying almost about 80% of what I would pay for a Chipotle bowl. Mm. So then I go and I buy like a drink for 24, 25. And I'm like, I just fucking gave up three meals for a drink mm. that's four ounces. Gotcha. Yeah, you yeah. know? Oh, I did the same thing, but I, I use Waffle House. Okay. Yeah. See, I've never been to Waffle House. Shut so your that's fucking mouth. Fucking pa- no. When we passed it. It's the most amazing think, place no, ever. I think I went when I was in eighth grade after I went to Hallow Scream and fucking cried my eyes out. Well, let me, my friend made me go with her. Let me explain to you what it is. It's really fancy. Okay. okay. Um, we can probably That's make, such a lie. No, we can probably make a reservation for it. Yeah? Yeah. We probably get one in today. Mass only, right? <laughs> mask off, bitch. We in Florida. <laughs> I was so glad Nightmare played mask off last. Oh, we might have been. Nightmare. Oh shit, really? I was gonna open Damn. up with mask off, but I'm like, I only have 50 minutes, so I don't have time to fuck around. Right, that's what I'm saying, bro. I had like, I think I had like 30 minutes, 35 minutes, and I was just like trying to like sprinkle like all the new tunes and all the tunes in there, and then I wanted to go hard too. And I was like, man, I just feel like it happens in a snap finger. I'm playing my fucking songs like 154 BPM, so I can mm. get. As many of them in as possible. Yeah, like speeding them I'm up. like, let's go, let's go. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like everyone's set should be at least an hour. Yeah, that's me too. my opinion. Me too, man. I can't take people on a journey or make them like really feel. Yeah, how can I give anything them, less than that? How can I give them a full tattoo experience? Because sometimes even an hour is like really tough to give them like the full idea. And you're so personal too. Where like you like talking on the mic, <laughs> I like talking on the mic, and that eats up time if you're talking on the mic. You know, I usually open up with a couple jokes, so it's just like, can I do that today? You yeah. know what I mean? I had to just like. Because I, I think today I'm having like the most original. I think this might be the most original set I've ever played. Sick. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are like that because we're coming out of COVID. So yeah. Just like- oh, yeah. Well, it's just so much shit, man. It's just mm-hmm. so much shit. Fun stuff. But yeah, it's tough to give them like a, that full experience. Like my my sweet spot. Like if I get 75 minutes on a, on a set and get to do everything I want. 75 is perfect. Usually I don't want to go any more than that. It's like I've given you what you I'm giving you the full experience. Leave you. Yeah, you uh, want to leave them wanting more. Yeah, you know, like I'm not gonna call you tomorrow. No, yeah, yeah, high and dry, or high and wet, dude. Either way, <laughs> you know, either way. Well, I'm ex- I'm excited. I I I think the vibes are gonna be good. Sunset, the stage at SMS so is cool. fire. So cool. Dude. It's like a mini. Um, you ever go to Ultra? Nope. I went once when I was a little candy kid. It was terrible. That's experience. such a fun phase that we all went through at one point. Oh, time. yeah. Because you were, you you went to, sh- did you ever, I know some producers didn't, but did you go oh, yeah. through that phase? It, it's a phase, man. You start out wearing fucking bandanas and candy kids. Yeah. The fucking candy, the fucking fur boots, the fucking. Then you're a rager, all black. Yeah. And then you make the transformation all black. And now. And then you get OnlyFans. Uh, I think Patreon is the sophisticated OnlyFans. Really? Yeah. Damn, bro. So I'm about to do That's OnlyFans. That's my opinion. I'm about to start OnlyFans. What are you going to do? Comedy? No. Well, yeah. So it's like I'm dressing my dick up as characters. So a like, joke? No, no, no. Like imagine Rob Schneider. In okay. The, in the animal. Yeah. But it's my dick. That's a lot to take in. I know, right? But it, people would probably pay for that. I'm going to tell my mom not to listen to this one. <laughs> Oh, I she Is it okay that I'm talking to you about oh, this? Oh, you're fine. Okay, oh, you're am, fine. I, am I overstepping boundaries talking about my No, we passed that line idea? a long time ago. You're good. Cool. You're well, totally it's like, good. It's like, all right, so... <laughs> I don't know if I should say this. No, <laughs> no, you're giving the fans a tease. You're letting them know what's coming. You right, got an album coming. You have OnlyFans coming. There's a lot of stuff coming up. So, like, what if I wanted to do, like, Will Smith and I Am Legend? Like, do you think they'd be okay with Black Penis Face?
I'm gonna just have it go silent <laughs> at that part, and just your mouth's gonna be moving, but nothing's gonna come what? out. What? No, of that's it. hilarious. I and don't think it's that. And that's gonna be that's gonna be about it, my friend. <laughs> oh my god! What if what if in the edit it just goes beep, and that's that's the whole entire podcast? Say we had to stop. There was an emergency. The studio set on fire. That was great. That was. Is that gonna be? Is that? I think you should tell that in your stand up and see I'm, how that. I'm goes. working on it. We were just kind of doing. We were kind of bouncing that idea back. Oh my god! Holy shit! It just went from like zero to hundred real zero quick. Zero to dude. like two fifty real fucking quick, bro. Yeah, man. But look, it might it might make some money, man. Because I don't know. I don't know how dudes make money on OnlyFans. Dude, there are some guys who like. I don't know, man. The whole concept to me is like I have mixed mixed feelings on it, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. because it's just like do do you like do you boo boo like make your money you need to make, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like I don't know. Like I have a Patreon, so like I'm just a hypocrite talking about that because people subscribe to my Patreon, but I just offer different services. Mm-hmm. Just instead of me being naked, I'm like teaching how to produce you know got you so it's a little bit different mm, okay. in my opinion but it's other people, definitely a lot different but, yeah. but but people would look at it and maybe say well it's the same you're just doing something different because i've do, gotten that before do when only I'm fans where you're teaching only fans people <laughs> you have an only fans where you're teaching them how to produce but you're naked well that's what didn't alice in wonderland do that on fucking pornhub or some that's shit dope i didn't she, know that she fucking got she's like yeah i'm putting a dj set on pornhub and, like, she put a DJ set up on Pornhub. And it was, like, cool, funny as fuck. Wheeler Walker Jr. did a music video premiere on uh, Pornhub. You know who Wheeler Walker Jr. is? Absolutely not. You should listen to him, bro. He's literally my favorite artist in the moment right now. He's a country music country? artist. He's okay. basically, like, a South Park was Do a... you like country? Yeah, I do. I like the stories in country. I love country, man. I even love, like, the like the lame pop country, too. Like, old I, I just love... I love... Pop music. I love country music. I like real country. I like lame ass country. I enjoy country music, man. It's yeah. a good time. You ever been on a country show, dude? People are fighting and fucking. That's a good ass time, dude. Really? Oh yeah. Fighting, fucking, and farting. It's just a lot for me to take in. I went to school in Virginia for a year before I transferred, and like they were all about the country. Yeah, they it's a were good time. All about it, and you I just a country could show, not. Man. Pull myself into it. I could see you in some boots at a fucking country show, man. You can have fun. They have them here at the fucking, Ray- not Raymond James, Tampa Bay Times mm-hmm. Forum, not Forum, the fucking amphitheater. Mm-hmm. And they'll all fucking pregame and tailor and they walk in and then there, there's a big bull club here where they do the dancing Hell and they yeah. have like the line dance. Sounds like a good time. Sounds like it. A good time. You, you know, have you ever experienced it? No, I probably should. You got to be open to it, to man. It. You got to be open to it. Like, if someone hit A me- lot of things I used to do that I do now, I wasn't open to, and now I am. So maybe I should try it. Yeah, I've been putting myself in situations to where I can go experience more stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, whenever I'm pl- flying out to places, I'm staying an extra day. I'm staying even, I'll even stay the whole week now. That's I feel awesome. like I couldn't do that before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now I'm like staying around, meeting a lot more people. I don't know. I feel so fucking alive now. You know what I mean? Can actually enjoy yourself. Yeah. 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 So I've been trying to, if if, if someone was like, hey, you want to go do this uh, roller derby? I'm like, I've never done it. Fuck it. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm trying to do some more wild shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's really cool too. Cause it's like as a touring artist, like pre COVID, like you were one, two, three, one, two, three. 
And it's like traveling X, Y, Z. And that's all great and grand. But like you very rarely get the opportunity to really enjoy the environment and atmosphere around you. Because like I'm someone who like I'll put myself like I know my body burns out. So it's like I know I have to get X amount of hours of sleep. So it's like I'm going to put that on top of like maybe going and walking around. So it's like if I can have that extra day, I can have that opportunity. I feel like it's so important experience that because it's like we travel so much mm-hmm. and like i was talking to michael blends and blondes and he's just like you know on my next tour like i just want to like be able to enjoy everything mm-hmm. and be able to like soak it up and like not fucking just be like hung over and and fucking strung out and from like partying and shit he's like i want to like go hiking and i want to enjoy everything around me i'm like that's the way that you're supposed to do it especially if you're in a fucking bus dude yeah. if you're on a bus and you're going from city to city and you like have the bus there at 9 a.m in the morning like go do something Thing, you yeah. know that's how you gain life experience and then you put that back into your music yeah i mean it they say if you want to be inspired go get inspired you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so it's like i i, I agree man whenever i'm on a bus i'm fucking having bringing some fishing poles in that motherfucker yeah like that's what i'm doing i'm doing a lot more fishing with fans like when i'm in places that's like, sick people hit me up like, hey, i like fishing i do i love it and it's just like you know it, it's 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 a fun way to bond with somebody you know what i'm saying yeah it really is it's like you know it's kind of like smoking a cigar it's just like you know, we're doing this thing and it's going to take a while. So let's just have a good time together. You know Next I mean? time you're in town, I'll take you 400 miles offshore. We'll bond. Yeah. Where no one can hear my screams because of the... <laughs> no. Put you on a hook. The implications. Deep, deep sea fishing. Oh, uh, yeah. I've only been once there. I was a kid and like everybody was... uh Everybody on that boat was sick. By really? the time we got out there. Yeah. Except for me. Nah, the key is to have a big <clears throat> enough boat. Get some bean bags in the back. Have the driver. You sleep. Get up at 4 a.m. By the time it's eight, you're out where you need to be, and then you just drop. So you sound spoiled, is what you sound like. Okay, I know I am. <laughs> yeah, I like, absolutely know I am. See, we're out there sweating. We're doing things we don't even know how to do, dude. We're like, we have like a whip. We're just hitting the water, like yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're just doing weird shit. We don't know what's. We're just trying to get out there. We're hoping that the, you know, the sky daddy will help us out. The sky daddy. That's. Daddy. <laughs> Oh my God! That's oh. Sky Daddy is God. Okay, okay. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, I get it. So it's it's so it's so it's a different. Do you like go to docks in Nola, or do you take a boat out, or like uh, what do you do? No, uh, so there's like piers, there's docks, yeah. but there's also like you know what's fucking crazy is we have these canals, all right, and the canals are so fucking lit. So it's like all the rain canals lead to like these bigger canals, but there's so much shit in those canals. There's yeah, catfish, bass, big ass carp giant ass fucking alligators and gar there's like it's fucking popping in those canals bro it's oh, wild dude it's a good ass time now you don't want to eat out them canals but no. you definitely do sufficient out of them yeah that's yeah. fine you could eat out of them and i think not a worse we used to have big snook in our canals like Hell yeah like table to table like chilling underneath the dock yeah dude, i got cool. some crazy fish out here for sure yeah yeah oh definitely for sure yeah i ain't never caught no snook so, uh... Snook sounds like it could be, like, a racial slur one day. I don't know. It just sounds like it could It be. probably already is, and I'm just out of touch. Or, that's probably what it, it sounds is. like it could be something to be offensive to somebody one day. No. Yeah. Does people, it not? People just Is that fucked up for me to say? No. No? Okay. Snook. It kind of sounds like... Is that? I'm trying to, like, think of something that it sounds like that's, like, taken offensively. That's what I'm saying. It sounds like it could be one day. I don't know. Like, you're a snook. Right. See, I'm offended. Maybe it's because it's, like, snitch. Snook, I'm just offended. I don't know. You're just offended I'm right off okay, the bat. Man. You're canceled. Oh, I'm sorry. Taboo just canceled me. I'm hey, How funny would that be? Taboo canceled me is like the audacity. I like that. Make shirts 
Tabby canceled me. No, I want one that says Tabby fucked my daddy. Yeah? Yep. You think that one would do better? Probably. 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 Did the merch we have coming out, I mean, Ooh, what, we try to, what we do with Tabby merch, I don't know if you've seen any of them in the past. I have, yeah. Like the NASCAR shirts, beer. Like we try to make them funny and fun. And it's just get we have to get more and more ridiculous. Jurassic, you just have to time. keep going down the hole. So like the next things that are coming out, they're so ridiculously loud, and they're fun like that. That's great. You got to be loud these days, man. You are loud and proud. Yeah, America. What it is? <laughs> I mean, All right, G. You fucking have a set later. So uh, for since this is gonna be after your set, <clears throat> so let's 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 think about the set being over. Okay. How do you feel? What are the emotions? I'm so alone, Lizzie. But you got me there. <laughs> I'm joking, dude. I'm joking. You're gonna feel so alive. You're yeah, gonna no, feel I'm, so happy. It's great, man. Like I, I like. Can I be honest, dude? I'm always so chill. Like, you like are. even though, like, like before I go on, I don't get like nervous or I get excited sometimes. But sometimes I feel like I'm gonna throw. Sometimes up. I'm just talking to you just like this. I'm like, um, I gotta go. Cool. I gotta play. Bye. Yeah, it's yeah. like like I, I don't get freaked out by it, but whenever I'm done. I'll have like that adrenaline in me to where like my insides are shaking. Like yeah. they're just scared of You're what's like going shit. on. They're not scared, but they're just kind of like they're well. abused. Like my insides are just like, you know, it feels like I just got my spine cracked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the best high that I feel like anybody could have as a performer. Your I, spine cracked. You I know. love I love that saying. It's basically so you know that they say I got my cheeks clapped, right? Now I heard somebody said, bro, I got my spine cracked. And that one had me in tears. You should have a rapper say one phrase after the other. And that should be a free drop. It right is there. actually Oh speaking of rappers though, I do have a special guest. I got a I got a uh shout out Big Baby Scumbag. You ever heard of him? From Absolutely not. He's from Tampa. Oh, all right. Shit. He's a rapper. He's fucking killing it. Like okay. he's he's fucking killing it. So if I had to describe what he was like, so he's basically like a white trash waka flocka, but he's black. So he's the black Joe Dirt. That's like his whole thing. He's a black Joe Dirt. That's, okay. He has a literally song called that. He's rapping about like Dale Earnhardt, Drinking Bud Lights, fucking. Okay. It's like the funnest shit I'd ever heard. Yeah. And when I heard him, I was like, we have to do a track together. Oh, shit. And we're premiering it today at Sunset. Yeah, he's no coming out. No way. Yeah. So I have to shout him out. Dude. I, I gotta out. meet him. Yeah, Big Baby Scumbag. Did you see I'm him? I'm gonna walk up to him and be like, I know who you are. Yeah, Big and Baby. And I'm just gonna just walk away. Anybody's listening to this podcast right now, y'all make sure to go check out Big Baby Scumbag. And, Tampa. Uh, Tampa boy. Dude, he's, he's hype as shit, dude. For real, he's like straight up like a white trash waka flocka. Wow. It's fucking killer, bro. I'm excited to see this. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. All right, G. We fucking... Thank you for like making, uh, letting me make you uncomfortable many times. It was your, great. On your own show. It was great. Yeah. I really appreciated this. <laughs> All right, guys. That Bye. was fucking it. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the XO Podcast. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you that are return listeners and viewers. It means the world to me. And do not forget to check out my Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash this is Lizzie Jane for a first opportunity to hear these podcasts ad-free. Give us some input who you want to see on the podcast. Ask questions, one-on-one lessons, group lessons, live streams, and so much more. This is Lizzie Jane, and I'll see you next week for another episode of the EXO Podcast.